VoiceOver describes what's happening on your iPhone screen. VoiceOver on settings. So you can navigate it just by listening. Books, contacts, calendar, double tap to open. Breakfast with Anna from 10 to 11. And get on with your day. Accessibility. There's more to iPhone. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi everybody, I'm Stephen Jones from the Sunday Times. This is the third episode of our new podcast, The Ruck. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. You can also leave your comments, which will be very, very welcome. And uh, remember, we know where you live. First of all, making his first appearance on the on the ruck is Steve James. Now, Steve is multi-talented. <laughs> Not only did he do rugby quite well, he also does cricket quite well as well. F- f- uh, England Test cricketer, prolific batsman. Um, I don't know why everybody's laughing. I saw him play. <laughs> prolific batsman. I'm what you're say about the rest of us. Out- outstanding journalist in in, in cricket and uh, rugby, and a most welcome addition to uh, the staff uh, at the Times. And on a serious note, um, uh, Steve's book, The Art of Centuries, just one of the best sports books I've read for for ages. All about uh, the psychology and the technical side of of making a hundred. If you buy the book and you haven't made a hundred in two weeks, you can return it for a, <laughs> for a full refund. That is very kind, Steve. Steve, well, it's, it's great to be here. Still, you're very, very welcome. A world first for a podcast. We have tonight a member of the popular press with us. We've, <laughs> we've got Johnny Fordham in through a back entrance with a blanket over his head. And, and he's joined us. Again, Thank you very much. on a serious note, uh, Johnny's really put the Sun Rugby on the, on the map. If you read it and follow it, which, which, which you should, you find it's lively, there's great lines in it, and really gives the light to the fact that uh, Sun readers don't love rugby. Finally, Owen Slot. It seems only a week or two ago that we were we used to refer to Owen as the junior journalist. Remember that, Slotty? <laughs> yeah, I preferred it that way. Thank you. Yeah, in, fact, it, in fact, it was only a week ago that we referred to <laughs> And you've not stopped referring to me, is that? No, either? I am. No, yeah. I know. O- Owen uh, Slot, the rugby correspondent of the, of, of the Times. It's a fantastic time to be involved in rugby. I feel very privileged at uh, what we've seen lately in this in this tournament. Just going to go around the lads now and just to say, uh, what was your highlight of the last weekend? We'll start with Johnny and go along to Owen. Uh, Johnny, great weekend's rugby, great win for England, which is always good for, for your readers. What are your, what are your highlights, mate? My first trip to the, uh, the Principality Stadium for a game, I thought was absolutely brilliant atmosphere was electric that's having covered football for most of my sports journalism career that is the closest I've ever been to a rugby game where it's like a football game but with you know in a, in a good way it was tense it was uh, it was a real cauldron you didn't have to have the roof closed it didn't matter if the roof wasn't even there it, I think it would have been the same it's brilliant Owen big memory 
Well, the the, the, the standout moment on the pitch for me was the pass, as it's it sort of increasingly being sort of uh, hailed as uh, um, Owen Farrell's uh, a pass to um, to set Elliot Daly free for that try. We'll probably talk about that a, a bit further, uh, maybe later on. But um, uh, one thing that I th- that sort of got slightly lost during the week, which um, which. I found really interesting and told you a bit about a man that's that's only discussed Eddie Jones is on um, Thursday evening after he'd uh, finished his England duties preparing the England team he he got a car to Cardiff where he appeared as guest speaker at Gethin Jenkins testimonial dinner he 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 went there for nothing the the people organising the dinner offered to get his cab he said no I'll sort it out don't worry and then he went back in the in the car afterwards apparently he was absolutely outstanding uh, with his speech and entertainment and um, and you won't be surprised that people laugh more than they did at Rob Howley, but 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 that's not the point. The point is is that he did this. He didn't tell anyone he was doing it. He could have got a little bit of PR out of it. People could have thought, oh, what a good sort he is. But he, he wasn't interested in that at all. He just did it. And I, uh, and as a guy that, that is endlessly fascinating the public, I thought that was a, just a, another little bit of light thrown on thrown on this man. Steve. Yeah, it's obviously difficult to look past the events of Cardiff, isn't it? I, I actually wasn't working there at the, at the game on Saturday, and uh, my wife had a ticket a long time ago, so I've been ribbing her about the fact that she was going and I wasn't. So on Friday, I was offered this ticket to go, but it was 95 quid, and I thought, oh, that's, a, that's pretty steep, but eventually paid for it, and you know, all Saturday morning, I was thinking, you know, can I really afford this 95 quid I've just paid? But... Uh, Having gone to the game, it was worth absolutely every penny. As Johnny said, tr- tremendous occasion. So you know, it was it was quite interesting to be you know in the stands rather than in the press box, and I probably had a lot better view than you lot did of the of the game. Yeah, as Johnny said, great stadium, but crap press box. <laughs> Are we allowed to say that? You could always bet ninety five quid. The managing editor just just yeah. walked, <laughs> he's just walked by with the thumbs up, so they can claim it on the expenses. Jo- Johnny, your your um in the nature of your job is that you you you're you're closer to Eddie and you see Eddie more times than Eddie sees his wife, I, I would imagine, almost literally. Owen uh, has just paid a big tribute to Eddie. Everyone wants to know what's Eddie really like. What is, what is Eddie Jones from your point of view? It's, he's such an interesting character because when you see him like we do, he's, he's, the kind of, he's a comedian at times. Um, and also a lot of us have been privileged to have a, a one-on-one sit-down when you, when you spend an hour with him and... Uh, you know, I did mine a couple of weeks ago, and the, and the first thing he did when he came in was start just talking to me about, oh, where do you live? What do you do? What what about this? What about that? And I always I found that the the, the best stuff was when I tried talking to him about rugby. He was kind of like, uh. but it, he's he's really kind of he really wants to know about people as a you as a person. I think he's the same with the squad as well. He spends a lot of time getting to know everyone, and and. Uh, when I did Dylan Hartley's column, I remember him telling me one day this story. He said that he was he was just leaving the training pitch and um, Eddie Jones came up to him and was like, uh, Dylan, how you doing, mate? How's, how's the new baby and everything? He was like, yeah, yeah, good. Um, looking forward to, to seeing my family this weekend. He's like, yeah, that's good. You know, make sure you keep in touch with them, all this kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, uh, what about what about the missus? She good? And he was like, yeah, 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 all good. Um, yeah, she's coming down on the weekend to the game. Should be great. And then he just turned to him and went, your stats were rubbish today. <laughs> and walked off. <laughs> and that's the kind of guy he is. So he does have that, that both sides to him. You think you're kind of, you're getting close to him in a way. And then suddenly, I guess he just pushes you away and makes that 
keeps that uh, completely professional relationship with his players at the same time as well. Yeah, we'll just come back to Dylan in a minute with Owen, who wrote about him this morning. But Steve, just let me just put something to you. Um, mm. There's a lot of pre-match banter, as we know, goes on for the whole yeah. week. Now, yeah. th- 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 this one started off with Jim Telfer in Scotland. Now, whatever you think about Jim, I thought he went over the top. He was insulting yeah. the English nation. Yeah. He was he was making fun of people who were at Twickenham and were paid good money, yeah. as if it was like the George Orwell thing, where, where you know that fascism story. That, yeah. Uh, it's it's shade. Now, did, Eddie, I thought now and again was making fun of of the Welsh nation as well. Have, have some of these guys gone too far? Yeah, I think Jim Telford probably did go too far. Eddie, ah, I'm not too sure. I thought he was quite clever last week, Eddie, actually. Yeah. You know, um, all that fuss about the roof, he knew what he was doing there, didn't he? Yeah. He, he wanted people talking about the roof rather than how callow his back row was and whether he might play Atoji in the second row or in the back row. So, yeah, I, I think he's very good with us. I mean, an Eddie Jones press conference is always worth going to because you're always going to get a get a line um, sometimes some of the stuff is is a bit fanciful um, and I think you know things might change when when they start losing because I'm sure they will lose the odd game now and again you know that stuff at the at the launch you know with the the black eye and differing stories and stuff um, you know was was you joking but I mean that sort of stuff if, if you've just lost two or three games on the trot you're not going to get away with that the way you did I think uh, when, when you're the, a, at an Eddie Jones press conference you, you have to check yourself from enjoying it too much and remember that, <laughs> that, that you need to apply a filter because about a quarter of what he says is just, just made up off, off the spot it's absolute rubbish and it's great rubbish and we we repeat it sort of uh, gleefully well, in the they, newspapers. Yeah, they're 30% fitter and all that. Yeah, sort of so he, he'd been England yeah, coach okay. for two and a half weeks, and he said in that time England were 30% fitter. Yeah, no, uh, and nobody challenged him on that, did they? Just, just we, we wrote, wrote it. To, we thought, yeah. this guy's a genius. And about a week later, everyone scratched his head. Oh, we weren't, weren't very clever this week, lads. <laughs> he's, he's, an engage, he's an engaging bloke. I mean, I speak to him about cricket probably more than I do about rugby, and he, he, he seems to enjoy that. I think we've also but, got to remember about 99% of Eddie's stats are clearly uh, are clearly made up, aren't they? Because he changes his mind from one week to the next. Yeah, there was a, the, the, the Ireland week last year, he was t- he was telling us how much they kicked and he changed it from 60% one day to 70% the next and then someone checked their, their kicking percentage rate and it was 46. <laughs> <laughs> OK. Um, th- 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 those are good highlights. I, th- I think mine would be, you know, we we so we we've been pilloried by the southern hemisphere for so long for being kicking and and boring boring rugby but the the number of times that ball was kicked in attack was very very low indeed it was just relentless passing mm. a delightful denouement at the end with two lovely passes and the worst I have to say the worst angle of a defender I've ever seen by poor Alex Cuthbert but just a joyous way to to win the game didn't do it with a penalty you know rocking and rolling around the edges did it with a with a glorious try which I thought was fantastic um we should also say at this point that also on that day a conceivably an even better performance by England women's team uh, saw that game and um just some brilliant stuff 60 point win against a team that was meant to be competitive thought uh, Daniel Waterman uh, Lydia Thompson uh, out wide d- just did some magnificent things they didn't didn't uh, run it up through the pack played great rugby and I think it was a statement in World Cup year that uh, the girls are coming for whoever whoever's going to be favourites for that so uh, again it's been a great uh, tournament in the women's game it's now on TV there are packages to watch it it's live if you want it to be and uh, England two for two and going like a bomb two games contrasting on the weekend guys uh, 
let's just talk about Ireland for a start, who put themselves back on the map. Steve, um, anything to, uh, to make persuade you that Ireland are not powerful contenders still for the title? I'm sure they are, but I, I mean, the biggest story there was Italy, wasn't it? I mean, yeah. they, they were rubbish, weren't they? Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, Ireland looked powerful. I mean, Ireland should have beaten Scotland in the, on the first weekend, shouldn't they? Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, that, that last game is still shaping up to be the big one, isn't it? Ireland, uh, Ireland, England. Yeah, they. I mean, they look good. Standard's been outstanding for Munster all season, and he was outstanding again. But uh, some of those tries towards the end, um, <laughs> there were a few gimmies there. It, it's horrible when you see a guy running over with three people in support. J- Johnny, yeah. what's the? Uh, I mean, uh, what, what was that the equivalent of a six-nil football match? <laughs> and, 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 Pro- and probably more. Yeah, probably yeah. more. And you know, do, do you sense the unease now that the, like the, the Six Nations is going like a bomb, but it's like a Five Nations at the moment? Is that do you sense the unease that you almost look away when Italy are playing now? I, it's a good point about Five Nations. It, it, it's been Five Nations for what five plus years now, at least, mm. hasn't it? Really, mm. I think that Conor O'Shea's come in with the the positivity and the great hope of of him being there and bringing in Mike Cat as well and and Brendan Venter, but whether or not they can actually make any kind of footway against the big sides it's it's looking very very doubtful they just simply don't have the players do they there um the the italian teams quite simply aren't good enough they're they're already sort of showing that you can have a great coaching team but if you haven't got the players then the coaching team is largely irrelevant that's how it seems to me and um you look at Connor's decision to go there. We're sitting in judgment on him after two games, which seems preposterous. But after two games, that's how it looks, isn't it? Was it a good move? Would yeah. he should he have stayed and done something else? I always already find myself asking that question. I was, I was amazed he he went there. I, I thought at the time he's got no chance, has he? I mean, it, and it has a good chance he could sell his reputation as a as a coach. And well, you can see you, you can see that the, the the career ladder, the progress, how it should go. You know, go to Italy, do a pretty good job, and then the ear in pole position but for the Ireland job, which he, you would assume would be you, his ultimate. But, but I mean, you look at that squad he's got. I mean, he's full of players from Treviso and Zebra. I mean, and they, well, they, the thing they, is with Treviso and Zebra, I, I'm sure there are people on that field on Saturday who had not won a game this season, not been on well, the, the not thing. been on the I mean, they, side. The, the Italians disfigure the Pro 12. They disfigure the European Cup as well, don't they? Um, I, I, I'm losing patience with them to be honest what's they, the answer Owen I mean uh, people are losing patience or they're, they're losing faith uh, because Italy are nowhere near as good as they were in their first year in the tournament now Georgia are coming up there was an epic result on the weekend when Germany beat Romania was, mm. which is significant also Spain beat Russia now where is there for these guys to aspire well, we debated this a fair while, and, and I'm just just very clear of the opinion that you have to embrace uh, the second division or whatever whatever you want to call it. You have to offer them a, a, a step ladder into the top tier, and and the fact that. Italy uh, at the moment uh, just give no impression of being the sixth nation, mm. then you have to offer someone else the opportunity. Now, how you do it, whether that's uh, promotion relegation every season or, or over a period of time, you, you that can be debated. But the fact is that by protecting Italy, it's protections about its worst in sport, yeah. and and uh, and it, sh- it should just they should just embrace the, the the Georgia option and have a look at it. Why can't they just have a playoff every year? There's too many people who are in top jobs that are compromised. You've got John Fian, who's Six Nations, Pro 12, uh, Lions as well. Yeah. You've got Ian Ritchie, who's RFU, Lions, Six Nations. I mean, why do they? all these people have to be across all these boards? Yes, they have some kind of involvement, but they shouldn't have the power that they do 
if they are the chief of a union as well. I think it's wrong that you, you have that because then you compromise because you're always going to look after your main interests. You're right. Cozy cabal, isn't it? Completely agree because, uh, you know, it's difficult enough to have one of these jobs. When someone's got three, there's ne- no way they can be any good at it, as did, as, uh, as the Lions management have proved. Did, so, did you see, uh, week before last, the, um, the um, chief executive of the Georgia Rugby Union had the temerity to suggest, he wasn't asking for, for promotion or anything, he had the temerity to suggest that occasionally there could be a regular game organised between George or whoever's top of uh, the B division, if you like, against the Sixth Nation. Uh, that was his suggestion. John's Fee- John Fian's response was this might damage the integrity of the Six Nations. Yeah. Nonsense. Well, He's running scared, isn't he? Uh, He's running, running scared, scared. And, it, and if that's his attitude, the Six Nations hasn't got any integrity. Yeah. What I want to do now, boys, is uh, Italy, uh, like it or not, are next up at Twickenham. Great chance, I would have thought, for Eddie to uh, make changes in the England team. I just want to go along now and just tell me who you think. I don't think we, th- we, we think that there should be a second team played. Who does Eddie need to see, uh, Steve? Uh, who deserves a chance for England to start? I think he needs to look at somebody else at fullback. I don't think Mike Brown's playing particularly well. I'd like to see Elliot Daly have a go at fullback. I think he's got everything. Um, maybe under the high ball might be a slight concern for him, but I'd definitely like to see Daly at uh, fullback. And I also think it's time for Farrell at 10 and Tio at 12. I think they need to explore that option. I think Eddie, he is worried about... I mean, his back his back line is small, isn't it? And it has been all, all the time. And I think he does does worry about that and he could get found out with that. And I think it's time for, for Tio to have a start. He's, he's looked good off the bench, hasn't he? Um, I, can't, I can't disagree with, with that, Steve. Uh, Owen? I can disagree a little. <laughs> what, Please do. What, what, what about Ford Farrell, Tio? I mean, it, Ford Farrell have, have, yeah, I mean, have been what, the structure on what... which the whole of the England uh, comeback in the last uh, uh, 15 months has been based. So so why, why jettison that? And and if you, you, Eddie wants a big ball carrier, someone to, to break it through the line. Has it been based on that or has it been based on Billy Vinopola getting over the gain line and having a good, solid uh, set piece? Well, p- put, it all, put it all together <laughs> and, we, and England will have a... a, a have a really good team, but yeah. I, I don't. I, I, I just thought about it a lot. Why Tio has to be a twelve rather than thirteen? Actually, I mean, that's, he was a thir- that's, he came that's on as, yeah, that's came on thirteen on Saturday, and he has he? played twelve and thirteen. But yeah. okay, Johnny, your your yeah. your people you'd like to see in the white jersey week on Sunday? Yeah, I agree. Tio Tio to start. Um, and I think if, if Jack Clifford's been given that chance against Wales, then why not Tamana Harrison, who's been playing fantastically? Hang on, did Hampton? Jack Clifford play against Wales? Well? <laughs> <laughs> I, I gave him a four out of ten in my really? player ratings. He, I, he, I he was he, um, he was he was pretty anonymous, wasn't he? Yeah, I think he, he took a he took an early hit <laughs> and. Uh, that pretty much rattled him, didn't it? Yeah. No, I'd like to see okay, Jack just played to... again. I know we're joking about him, and he didn't. And he didn't. He, well, you say he was he was anonymous, but but he's got he he's, he brings something that England haven't got, which is real speed at, uh, uh, in their back row. So that that is something they should explore properly well, rather than say we've looked at him once and he's not good enough. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm being harsh. There. I mean, he, he is a good player, but he was totally anonymous. I, I mean, thought he was a complete fish out of water. Yeah. John, Johnny, you're the you're the, you're the uh, selections. Uh, we were talking about it off air before we started. And I think Jamie Jamie. <laughs> good, George, Expression off air. Has to, Sound like real broadcasters. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Down the pub. Yeah. Um, we were waiting. Jamie, to Jamie George yeah. surely has to start, does he not? If you look at that in terms of pure selection, he's he's a better all-round player than Dylan Hartley. But Dylan Hartley is head and shoulders the best captain of that team and leads them from Monday to Sunday. So Strong views from Dylan Hartley's ghost ghostwriter there. <laughs> Slotty, you you this morning you uh, you went big on Hartley. You want him to stay, but you feel he needs a game on Saturday for the Saints. Needs to get his fitness up. Obviously, you still back him. 
Well, I agree with what Johnny said. I think Jamie George is, is by some distance the best hooker in the country at the moment, but Eddie has built this team around Dylan. Dylan's led it fantastically. So let him find his fitness. Don't don't play um, Jamie George against Italy because we know what he'll do. It'll be brilliant. So allow allow Dylan Hartley to play this week against Newcastle, next week against Italy, and at the end of that, you might have a proper fit captain who can contribute at the end of the championship, which is when they need him. The thing about Hartley is, and uh, sound like I'm digging him out here, but he can't even get a game for Northampton at the moment. So even if he does go back to Northampton, he might be, end up on the bench again. And we know what happened the last time he was on the bench and came on. I, my uh, my inclination is that they, they must give T.O. a goal because he's been too good. It is a lot different starting the game than coming on when the game's opened up with 15 minutes to go. I also think, uh, I, I, I know that uh, no one has got any obligation to wear a Lions hat. Eddie's made that clear. But I do think that um, people like uh, George Ford and uh, Johnny Sexton, the contenders for the Lions, they're not big guys, and, and, and Johnny Sexton become very breakable. I would like to see Owen at ten for the for the Italy game with Theo, uh, and Daly at fullback would would be lovely. I also think that one place they don't have cover, and in fact they don't have a dominant figure, is tight head prop. I, I think Dan Cole is a fantastic, durable figure, but he's not an attacking tight head. I think it's time for uh, Kyle Sinclair. I'd love to see Kyle in there. I was talking to uh, Nick Wood of Gloucester the other day that uh, played 400 times with Gloucester or whatever it is. He's very, very uh, complimentary about Sinclair. I'd like to see him there. And I think every team should have a player from Battersea Ironsides in there <laughs> because it, d- it diminishes all the public school elements. So Kyle of the Ironsides for me. Uh, I think Eddie will be measured with who he changes. I think James Haskell must come back. But very interesting. The other thing is, though, do we think they'll get a proper test? And maybe, maybe they won't. Maybe they won't. Um, what do we make of Nathan Hughes so far at uh, eight? My opinion, I think that if he hadn't been following Billy, we'd think he was quite okay. good. Yeah, that's. But the I, yeah. when you're following Billy, he was just out of his skin. Um, it, not so good. But I thought he stuck to it really well. He stuck yeah. to it well. He, he's proven something that you can you can look like a superstar in the Premiership, and uh, and the step up is not. Well, not that's simple. The, that's the thing, isn't it? It's a massive step up. Yeah. I mean, I only ask that question because I've been slightly underwhelmed. But I, I think your point's a good one. I mean, Billy yeah. Ryanport has been so good, hasn't he? And he's been so vital to England's game plan as I was saying to Owen earlier, you know. Johnny, um, uh, one thing I will say is that uh, the Ben Young's Danny Care double act has been there for a long, long time, match after match after match. Uh, a key position, neither has let England down, but is it time to see some new scrum half talent in, the, in, 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 in there somewhere? Yeah, I agree with that. Um, Eddie Jones keeps on bringing in Ben Spencer, doesn't he? The, the Saris um, hmm. uh, back up. So, yeah. It'll be interesting to see how he he goes. Um, Dan Robson, he likes, he likes I, Dan Robson. Yeah, as well. I, 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 I'm totally with Owen there. I think Dan Robson should should be there. I think he's a again. If you're talking about a better all round player, he's a better all round player than Danny Kerr. But I think Eddie's kind of made a rod for his own back in the way that he's he's got someone like Danny Kerr, who's a big influencer on the squad in there, and he feels that he perhaps feels that guys like him integral to the the whole squad not just the match day 23 and or the 15 whoever goes out to start so i think he's kind of found himself in that little problem at the moment where he can't just take someone like him out with his experience and then bring in say dan robson or, or ben spencer i, I think you're to- totally right and i think it's a it's a weakness because they should be bringing in people form players and dan yeah. robson's been playing t- tremendously and joe simpson as well joe simpson joe simpson as well but lads, the only Scott we've mentioned so far is Jim Telfer, and not, <laughs> n- not a ve- not a very. Uh- 
VoiceOver describes what's happening on your iPhone screen. VoiceOver on settings. So you can navigate it just by listening. Books, contacts, calendar, double tap to open. Breakfast with Anna from 10 to 11. And get on with your day. Accessibility. There's more to iPhone. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. iOS helps you control which apps you share your exact location with. There's more to iPhone. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market kind like but um scotland uh steve says they didn't the island should have won but they didn't scotland came home really well uh lit a forest fire of expectation in scotland not so good on sunday where they lost probably by quite convincingly against france what you, what were your views on that game it was another thunderous test match wasn't it um and I, I mean on that point as well people talk about playing the Six Nations over five weeks you know five games in five weeks Joking. I mean and you see Wales, England and then Scotland, France and you think well it just can't happen can it I mean there's there's no chance yeah I mean Scotland uh, they're a decent side now aren't they um, you know Wales have got to go up there next so I think they'll they'll struggle you know some individuals are, are putting themselves forward everyone's talking about Stuart Hogg I think he's a brilliant attacker I'm still not sure about him as a, as a oh, defender he was terrible in defence yeah, no, we talked about this last couple of weeks right. and, and I've been a, 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 a defender of his but but that Fiku try that he let through I mean, that, that that almost ends the argument doesn't it well, very close to it the week, the week before I uh, I said that I thought Rob Carney was safer or I can't remember what I said safer than Stuart Hogg of course all Scotland all the uh, from the lowlands to to the Highlands goes bonkers. Yeah, I mean, but, um, would he, can you imagine Stuart, great player though he is, under the high ball in Australia? Uh, sorry, in New Zealand, and, and trying to stop someone on the burst. And in fairness, I mean, Lee Halfpenny started. He started to show some form as well. Yes, he, he has. He um, has. I, I, I'd have Hogg as my third choice lines for at the moment. I think behind Carney and Halfpenny. Right, that'll get him going. North the get them going. <laughs> that was Steve James who said that. Steve James with an M. Half, Halfpenny's not been all that, has he? Recently, he's he's, he's getting better, isn't he? You, t- you take. He had a good game on Saturday. Didn't I just think I he's his kicking. Yeah, is absolutely fantastic. You can't fault that. But I don't think he's he's not a great attacking player he's, at all. He, he, I think that Halfpenny, uh, Reese Webb, um, and Jonathan Davis are, are all coming back from injury, yeah. and I don't mm. think they've recovered yet. But even but in I, Toulon, I, we were out in that game in Toulon. Yeah, nah, he's, he's know, struggled there. there but, but I think that's what I'm saying. Since then, I think he's gradually getting near and near. I, that sort I, of I have to say, Steve, I tend towards Johnny. I, I don't think he's got that. 
if he's got to get that real acceleration back. To, to, but I mean, he is a fantastic mm. uh, kicker. But uh, we've gone off the subject of Scotland again. Sorry, uh, uh, Owen, can you mention someone? No, I just the... just on the subject of the Alliance fullback. I, okay. I think I'm now Liam Williams. Okay, I've, I've, he's he's he, when does he have a bad game? He doesn't. He's better from fullback than wing, I think. And all the contenders we just talked about are all about 7 out of 10, 6 out of 10. He's about 8 out of 10 every week at the moment. Okay. Sorry, we want to talk about Scotland. Yeah, no, just he, a, he doesn't pass. Liam what? Williams is like Mike Brown, never passes. You ever seen Liam Williams pass the ball? Never passes. Isn't that because he can break a tackle on well, Mike you, Brown? But you can't break every tackle, can you? Anyway. Well, we're not, we're, not exi- <laughs> we're not achieving much of a consensus here. Johnny, did you see anything in Scotland, France, or were you still working? No I, was, no, I was watching it whilst working, and I oh, very no. much enjoyed the, uh, the Finn Russell... Uh, conversion as well that was another point that we've got to talk about yeah. I mean it, so it later transpired that he was told to take it quickly yeah. because they were worried about a TMO decision and obviously if you take the kick they can't then go to the TMO that's it try but th- not only would, did he rush it but he, it just fell off the tee just before he kicked it it was an absolute shocker when you watch but it but he could pick it up and drop it yeah yes, he could do kick a drop goal I don't know if anyone's seen there's a, a great bit of um, footage that sort of did a lot of, of, of YouTube's uh, um, mileage of a, Ro- of a Roslyn Park game and this uh, Roslyn Park player so someone from the stand took it and, and the ball came off the tee they, they were all running at him and this guy just cool as anything picked it off of the ground and did a drop goal from about 45 yards right from the side of the pitch it's brilliant can, it can be done can mm. be done do you know what when I started I did Roslyn Park five times in my fir- first season first game thought you'd like to know that it was a long time ago Finn Russell kick uh, the stories have, have grown and grown but there is now a, a tape in which someone a voice says take it take it take it and we assumed it was the referee with with his t- uh, clock on, but it wasn't. Apparently, it was Nathan, Nathan Hines, Hines who came saying, on, yeah, "Take it, that, take yeah, it, yeah. take it." Well, blimey, you know, you could say two two points doesn't matter. Two points always matters. It changes yeah, the course yeah, of the thanks, game. Coach. Yeah, yeah uh, Scotland um, uh, slightly overpowered up front. Uh, I mean, it's got to be yeah. a good thing that France are coming stronger. Uh, they'll challenge Ireland. Obviously, that pack is finally moving as well as as beasting people. Pick them all. I thought was superb. Again, uh, again. Fiku Lopez, I never rated, yeah. came came good. Yeah. Uh, before we, uh, so um, Scotland France, uh, both teams improving. Scotland improving. Uh, sorry, are France improving quickly enough to wor- uh, worry Ireland or in? Yes, I, I think they are. Um, they, they haven't strung it together quite. They've had uh, a, a good game against England, which probably boosted their confidence, albeit in defeat. And they were uh, better against Scotland, uh, have the win, um, have more evidence of what they're trying to do. So in terms of finding their rhythm, I, I, they're, they're an improving team. OK, um, Scotland, France, who's, uh, Scotland, Wales. Johnny, do you think Scotland... Um I mean, they, they're desperate for a win at home to Wales now, or the revival's in doubt. Do you think they can do it? I, I think after after that Wales performance in Cardiff, they are. You can see they are a team with fight. Uh, they're clearly playing for Howley. It seems. I think there was doubts in the autumn whether or not, uh, because it's a confused situation with the the whole Gatlin scenario. And it, you know, is Gatlin pulling the strings like a puppeteer from 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 far away? But I think this is starting to become Howley's team and I think that Wales will be just edge that one Okay guys we're now going to move on uh, to do something we do every week and that is uh, we're going to discuss our team of the weekend from the three games and uh, what's going to happen is Owen Slot the most um, magisterial writer and um, (laughs) technocrat of rugby is going to name his team 
in the unlikely event we we disagree with any of them, we'll Hi, just highly we will apologise and chip in. <laughs> Slotty reputation uh, in tatters. Uh, do you want to start with the fullback? Uh, well, I just start start with the rules in which I've picked this team. Uh, you, you could go for a, a all Ireland fifteen. But because Italy was so powered up week, I've given myself a rule of only one Ireland player. Right. I totally agree with that, actually. Yeah. Um, okay. Obviously, Stander. Uh, no. I, oh. but, well, Stan, Stander was walking through Lilliputians. I mean, what's the point of picking him? He didn't get a proper game. Um, but anyway, that, that's, that's okay. a while to go to number six. Uh, number 15, uh, in Scott Spedding, I'm starting with. Uh, we discussed full-backs. I think most of the others are on about six out of ten. He's a Rolls-Royce played played. Two good games. Uh, he's very solid in the back and he's made some lovely breaks. So he's my 15. Everyone agrees. Half penny. A half penny for Steve. <laughs> yeah, I'll go, I'll go with Spedding. I'll let you have that. Scott Spedding, I've never rated. And, and I don't like project players, but he has found something. I don't know about Rolls-Royce because there's just something under the front of his, of his uh, shorts, I think. Uh, <laughs> under the front. Not of on this podcast, no, no, there is. I think he he's was, a bit, he's a bit overweight. But I mean, I mean, he was brilliant l- against England. He's got, it, yeah. he's gone for it. So Scott, Scott's betting on the vote gets the job. Uh, the job. Uh, the descending voice, Steve, <laughs> goes for Lee, Lee Halfpenny. Okay, move on to your wings, Owen. Okay, two wings. Uh, the, f- first, I think it's easy. You have to put Elliot Daly in there just for the pure class he was throughout the game. Um, my other wing is my Irishman, uh, Zebo. I thought he was very good. He, he was he was smart and clever, and he started off what they were doing. Um, his footwork was very good. Uh, he, he's a player that is sort of a uh, lion's question. I'd give him a lion's tick now. Okay. No, Zebo. No. Johnny, Gil- your, your Gil- wings. What about Gilroy? Three hat trick, 13 minutes. Still can't get in your team? No, no Italy had lain down by that stage. It was. It, right. What's the point? What about so, um, so far, I mean, no. Liam Williams had a good. I mean, he's a left wing, isn't he? Brilliant try. Where, where you could play him on the. Yeah, yeah good Liam game. Williams, I thought was excellent as well. Yeah. So so far, Owens left out two people with a with a grand total of six tries between them <laughs> in the same game. Just shows how difficult it is to get into this team. Yes, yeah, very I think, hard. I think Daly, Daly definitely. Uh, Gilroy, not bad at all. Zebo, one of my Irish felt, um, colleagues, says whenever he gets the ball, there's almost bound to be a try but then you've got to work out which end the try is going to be <laughs> so uh, didn't rate him as highly as some I, I've always liked Keith Earls actually okay I think he's a good player no I, I think he's a good player I just yeah. thought Zebo was, uh, yeah, was no. quality on the, on I don't think he is a good player who so, Keith Earls no okay. no okay I seen him on the Lions too where he, where he struggled Mind you, but so he was only about there. 12 on that tour, wasn't nine he? Nine he was. Okay. Okay, centres. Uh, uh, at 12, uh, for, for, for the pass almost alone, but he, he was quality all the way through, Owen Farrell at 12. And um, it, embracing the, the world of finishers who could be starters, my 13 is Ben Teo. Okay, Johnny? Any, any, Teo uh... gets in a game. Hmm? Teo. Tio gets in at 13. Okay. He came on, second week running, he changed the game. Okay, Johnny, I, knock, knock down that ludicrous uh, argument. I, 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 thought, <laughs> I thought looking over in Paris, I thought Fiku had a good game. Yeah. I thought he, he deserves a shout, doesn't he? Yeah, or is he this because you're putting your. He'll be on the bench. Your, oh, okay, on the bench. Putting all your money on Farrell. Steve Centres? Yeah, Fiku definitely at 13. Yeah, totally agree with Farrell. I actually thought the Welsh centres had decent decent games. Jonathan Davis had a shock at the end, didn't he? But I I thought, as you said, there was there were signs he was coming back to good form. And, sure. And Scott Williams had a good game at twelve. I thought. I think Scott Williams, another guy who's been up for a long time, is is, is coming back too. But uh, Owen Farrell is some player now. I just think he, mm. he typifies the self belief of the team. He really is some some rugby player. Gail Fico, it's so nice to have a, a bloke 
that w- would be uh, come under the heading of French flair in the old days. It was, I know it's a meanless expression. So lovely to see him out there playing so well. So, Slotty, not going too badly. Thanks. You've got one right, one right so far. Appreciate his support. Right. OK, so I'm quite confident I might make more friends with my halfbacks. Okay. Uh, I'm going all Wales, Rhys Webb and Dan Bigger. Both very high quality. Webb, question mark, uh, Lions starter now. Um, but I thought they were brilliant. Yeah, Steve? No, totally agree with that, actually. For once. Well done, right. Oh, to Johnny, must have a dissenting voice. Dissenting voice. Uh, yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Um, I, Come it on, pains Steve. me to say bigger as well because I, I, I don't think he's I don't think he's all that and I think George Ford's a much better player um, <laughs> but on the day yeah he just edged it and Reese Webb had yeah he was all over Ben Young. they're sort of polar opposites of players bigger and Ford aren't they and yeah. Ford's a player you, you, you want to love but bigger on Saturday you just couldn't help but fall for the, uh, this falls to me to uh, agree we've got actually con- agreement across the board there uh, I think bigger the way that he gets stick from the Welsh public is disgraceful. Mm. I think uh, I think he's been off form a little bit. Thought he had a great World Cup. I think he is, as Ian McGeekin says, a Test match animal. Mm. Uh, I just think he may not have all the gifts, but my God, he gets it done. And I don't think that interception he made was any fluke. I think he read the play. I just think he's absolutely tremendous. He definitely go with the lines. I don't don't might, I don't know if he played test. Definitely go with the lines. Reese Webb has got improving too, but he's a good player. Wales, so Wales attacked much better, didn't they? I mean, they got quick ball and a bigger shut a few people up there. The way I yeah. think Wales Wales attacked. Totally. Everybody said he couldn't attack and stood too deep. But they, I mean. I thought their attack was really good. And, and, and the people, as usual in Wales, we want the flair by. They, they want this Sam Davis, or he's the guy to set us off. Mm. God bless the guy, but he, you know he plays the Ospreys, who, who, who didn't even qualify for Europe. So mm. come on, yeah. let's apply proper step. standards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, and we're now on to the to the front row. And I'm carrying the crowd with me at this stage. Yeah. Um, I'm confident I'll have you still. So um, across the front row, I've got um, uh, Joe Marler at uh, at uh, one. Um, my hooker again back to the bench Jamie George and uh, my tight head is the Frenchman Antonio who um, well the, the French pack's been the front French front row has been good both weeks and, and they demolished Scotland so you have to have a Frenchman in there and, and he was the tight head so I'll go with him Any argument Johnny? No I actually agree with that as well I <sighs> thought I thought Marla carried really well that's obviously he's at, he's at that, um, the broken leg or fractured leg whatever you want to call it that milk seems to paid off drinking all that milk because I thought he carried well uh, he tackled well Jamie George came on and was like a little pocket rocket um, and Antonio again for his how, how long did he last this time 50 odd minutes or or what have mm. you I, I, he made an impact he he really did hit the line Okay, yeah. my, my, I, I, I'm going uh, with Girardo. I like it, love him as a hooker and leader. But uh, thought Keen Healy, uh, considering his, his age and injuries, did well. But uh, no real argument. Oh, in Antonio, if he could ever get fit and last a bit, would is, is some player. Steve, fr- uh, front no, row. Agree with the props. Uh, Ken Owens had his best game for Wales. At yeah, Hooker, I thought that was good. So yes, he was. I, I, think, I, I think he might sink in. Just not big enough for me. I, you know, I, 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 I've always had that reservation with football. Yeah, I mean, I thought enough. he was outstanding on Saturday. Okay, we. 
can now go, go on to the second row. We're very, very competitive, Owen. Yeah. Make sure you don't get this one wrong. No, I've got I've got it all right from here, actually, so I might just do the whole team. But anyway, second row, uh, Jake Ball I have in ahead of Alan Wynn. I thought uh, Ball's uh, um, ball carrying, he's, he's never done anything like that before that, that I've seen. Yeah. Outstanding. And then the, the man of the match uh, was Joe Launchbury. So uh, those are my locks. Um, should we just move on to the Barrow? Because everyone will agree with that one. Of course. They? Well, just in case there's anyone disagrees, Johnny, second row. No, I, I mean, Alan Wynn did have a Alan Wynn Jones did have another another huge performance, but he mm. did drop the ball when yep. yeah. right on the try line. If if he'd caught that and passed it or gone over himself, that could have changed the game. True, although if Ben Young's a bit any further offside when he when <laughs> he dropped it, he should have worn a red jersey. But go carry on. Yeah. So your two are Johnny. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree with that. Then I, I think I think Ball, like you said, Ball did have a, a brilliant. Uh, a brilliant performance with the carries and everything. So okay, no greys in the team, no French. Steve, second uh, rows. Yeah, agree with Launchbury and agree that that was Jake Ball's best game for Wales, just like Ken Owens. But I'd probably still go with Alan Wynn because I thought he was such a, such an influence, especially in the first half in the in the contacts. And uh, yeah, Johnny Gray was it Johnny or Richie? Johnny was was pretty impressive in, in Paris I thought uh, I wouldn't leave Laws out because we're waiting for a long time for him to get that he played blindside though animal stuff yeah okay but I mean you said he had the, jer- he had the jersey on he had the number yeah, jersey you on can't, he, uh, you, you but, can't pick him in the second row he's number six I can if I want to <laughs> <laughs> I'm the compere <laughs> uh, okay um, Launchbury had, had, had his best game I'm not being his biggest fan uh, Jake Balls came for me came from nowhere and must be in ch- contention for the Lions real old grafter yeah. oh, Slotty back row you just hanging on desperately no I'm now. not you'll like my back row because okay. at six I have Laws which is where he actually played right okay <laughs> uh, yeah, Laws at six so that's one player out of position carry on <laughs> well, one player in position alright nitpicking I'm going to pick another player out of position uh, okay, go on, go. seven uh, the Frenchman Kevin Gordon I'm not sure I pronounced that right but um, maybe yeah, you're right yeah. uh, and the eight Ross Moriarty who, was, who had surely no disagreement on them Steve, back row. Well, I got my standard at standard at six, and um, powder puff. W- w- Warburton count. has to play because Warburton was man of the match in Cardiff, um, and he and he is a seven. And he'd be the line seven. So, and I only consider him a seven. So I'm picking him at seven. Bold. Moriarty agree with that? Bold words there. From <laughs> Steve, um, Johnny Moriarty. Moriarty. Yep, absolute shoo-in. Yeah. Um, I think I'm surprised just as everyone else probably in the stadium Steve don't know what the reaction was when he came off yeah I mean I went around you in the prawn sandwich brigade there was word beforehand that um, he was going to go off at half time and that was the plan so I mean what you don't know is that they might have said to Moriarty you're only playing a half or 50 minutes empty the tank so so he might not have had much left anyway and all I'd say is Falatao is not a bad bloke to be bringing they didn't bring some sort of Muppet on from Swansea FC did they I mean it's Toby Falatao I agree I think that's been a hard debate or rather harsh comment that 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 was a a mistake of a substitution Falatao you bring on oh not so bad yeah exactly but when a a guy's playing that well yeah but as as I say you don't know what the conversation was and you don't know what to stay I mean he's never played like that before has he I mean I think he's a good player and I think he'd be in Wales' side at, at six. Ideally, I, I ideally, would you would you not have put Falatao on Ket Moriarty and maybe taken Tipperary? Uh, yeah, t- yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And my, my team, uh, can I pick yet another player out of position? If I had, I'd probably put Paul Moriarty on the blind side where I think he'll end up. Sam Warburton. Paul or, or Ross? Uh, sorry, sorry, Ross. 
Paul, no, no. Paul, Paul played in Paul that Moriarty. Moriarty. game of yours. He, sti- he can still do it for Wales, no doubt. And, Ri- and Richard in the second row. Sorry, Ross Moriarty. Sam Warburton. Nothing was more nailed on than Warburton will have a fantastic Six Nations. One of those guys that kept sticking Wales. I'd have, I'd have Warburton. Number eight, I'm st- sticking with Pick and Mall. Blimey, I thought he yeah, had a fair, tremendous fair game fair and he's lasting longer and longer. Fair well, cool. Owen, well done. I think you've got about three, three right, four, four right. D- really good, honestly. Thanks. And uh, J-Mo, uh, I, 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 I thought you did very well. Uh, J-Mo obviously wasn't paying attention up in the corporate <laughs> boxes either. <laughs> Just to finish off now, um, in the Six Nations, uh, in the Lions, your team waxes and wanes and changes every week. Johnny, where did your Lions team in your head change this week? Second row, I guess you could probably pick about 20 second rows at the moment, but Joe Launchbury, I think, really put his hand up. We weren't seriously talking about him uh, as a Lions contender before the Six Nations, I don't think, because you've got Itoje, Gray, Wynne Jones, all these kind of people, uh, Cruz, who's injured. So it looked like there was no space for him. But if he can keep that up, uh, he might even make himself undroppable for England uh, for the long-term future. You never know. George Cruz is a big injury to come back from. Mara Itoje, where's his long-term future for England? Is it in the back row like we're seeing at the moment? Interesting. I think we don't, we'll all agree with that. Uh, Owen, where did your Lions team change? Uh, Stuart Hogg, um, probably not in. Uh, um, Reese Webb, possibly in as a starter now. Certainly the number two, uh, nine, and challenging Connor Murray. Uh, at the start of the Six Nations, I don't think I had Sam Warburton even on the bench, but I think my bat row would. You silly would, man. You, well, okay, so, so you, you live and learn. I'm a junior journalist. Um, so on my flank, so CJ Stander, um, yes, and uh, I'd have uh, Sam Warburton at seven now. Steve, where do your Lions team change? Uh, Elliot Daly, mm. def- absolute definite for the Lions now. Uh, he'd be such an asset, played so many positions. And I also think he'll be the type of player who really grows in that environment. Ian McGeekin always goes on about that. There's certain players who go on a Lions tour and they really grow into that environment. I can see Daly being a, a test line and it could easily be out to a centre, wing or even full-back. That's, that's how good he is and how versatile he is. Agreed. I, I, I just can bring up the name of uh, Maru Itoji, as Johnny did. Uh, no one is, is uh, accusing Maru of being a bad player or not anything but a fantastic player but he does need to find his niche now uh, it's not a place for um, sort of athletes and gymnasts in New Zealand you've got to be rock hard which again he is but uh, he's going to have to uh, there is no pressure on him as a blindside flanker from Stander from Moriarty from all sorts of other other, other people and uh, he's going to have to settle down and, and, and let's say cement his position I don't say he's left it, left it yet but for the first time ever I don't think Marrow is a certainty to go with the Lions, however heretical that sounds. So Ooh. I think we've been through. We've been <laughs> through to, everything. Not to start or not to go. Not to go. But not you, to go. But the fact that he can play those two positions, surely that gives him a better chance, doesn't it? The, the, these days, uh, the, Elliot Daly. We're just talking. In, Steve talking about Daly there. Yes, he was. But I mean, in the old days, they always used to take a, a utility player, and it never worked. I think. I think these days you've got to take specialists. Do you actually and, think? Do you think that, that the experiment of well, experiment playing him at six? is actually detrimental to his Lions chances because he hasn't played at lock for England since the summer. No, he hasn't. And, and look, it, it's not that easy from six to, uh, to, to, to change positions like that, whether we noticed he had or not. 
But um, <laughs> I, I, the thing is, I'm sorry, I'm a massive Laws fan, and having been on an, an interminable number of tours, the nasty edge that Laws has is very, very attractive. And I know that Eddie fancies Laws as a blindside as well. So, you know, uh, I, I'm not saying, lads, don't sit, uh, retain your seats, don't jump up. <laughs> I'm, not saying, he's off, I'm not saying he's off the tour, but he's, uh, he's got to fight like everybody else has on tour. I, I think he'll be there. Okay. All right. Oh. Absolute shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, so some of the boys who've never been on these long tours and now are, are given over the experienced men. Um, right, do you know what? The first time I went to New Zealand, it was shut. On a Sunday, there was nothing, up, there was nothing open on a Sunday. Yeah? <laughs> when I went back last time, it was the same. Um, that's thanks a million. Uh, that, that we gave it all a good chewing through there. Uh, we'll be back next week, everybody. Don't forget, you can subscribe on iTunes now and uh, leave a review of what we said. Anything you agree or disagree with. Thanks for listening. Thanks to Johnny uh, Fordham. May well be back again in several years. As a, <laughs> um, Owen Slot and Steve James. Thanks a million, guys. Mm-hmm.